Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right. Haven't you always wanted to talk to a medical intuitive? Well, I have, and tonight on our show, we have medical intuitive Marie Notig with us, who's going to talk to us about how to stay healthy, young, fine, and yes, keep your body sexy too. And she explains that staying healthy relates to all the many decisions we make without thinking that can lead us to breakdowns of the body, that condition that we call poor health or aging. And she says it's everyday choices, even the shoes you wear the quality of your living room couch, that we could be sitting on something that's not healthy, or the mattress that we lay down on can have dire consequences. All right, she's got a degree in exercise science and her intuitive abilities, and she's helped hundreds of people over 15 years to tune in to what she calls your body within the true essence of who we are. She's got a great philosophy, which is energizing, loving yourself and loving others. And she says that's going to help you create whole health. So here at Modern Love Radio, of course we want to know about things that are going to help you love yourself and love others because we're all about love. And anything that's going to support you on your journey of love, we want you to have it. That's why Marie is with us tonight, and you can join me coming up. Our Fall Hit Reset Retreat is going to be September 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th at the beautiful Yakayo Ranch. There are only three spaces left, so if you're ready to really reboot your energy, you're going to have to send an email right now because we've only got those three spaces. It's at love. L-O-V-E at DocWade, dot com. Grab one of those three spaces, and if you want more info, of course, we will provide that for you. Now, also, September 30th, you can mark your calendar now for a full day live event, the first one we're doing in our series of Fall Harvest, and this one is called, called Fall Harvest Money, money, money. And why are we focusing on money with modern love? You know the answer. The answer is it's the number one reason couples fight, and it's the number one cause of fights that lead to divorce. And you do not have to fight about money. So we're going to do some money mastery with our money masters who are coming in on September 30th. You can find out more about that at Eventbrite. So right here at Modern Love, it doesn't matter 
whether you're single, married, widowed, gay, straight, black, white, wherever you are, whoever you are, we welcome you and we have got what you need to create the love life you have always wanted. Now, let's take our first Ask Dr. Brenda question, and please keep those questions coming in. We really appreciate them. This one says, Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm 19, and I got married six months ago to the love of my life. We have a great relationship. Despite how young we are, there's one problem, my husband's job. His shift is 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m., six days a week. When he's not working, he's sleeping. And that is so hard on me. We spend maybe eight hours together a week. I feel really lonely. It's not his fault. He has to keep his job, and that supports us. What should I do? Please help Lonely in Los Angeles. So Lonely in L.A., wow, I really feel for you because you're torn between your love and your marriage and needing to have the basics covered keep a roof over your head food on the table and whatever else you guys need so the important thing here is going to be to carve out that all important quality time whatever those eight hours a week you've got are maximize them and please start now make a plan we can bear anything if we know the end of that horrible experience is coming Make a plan to get your husband into a different job. If he needs to find another job, change shifts, move to a different area of his company, whatever it is, start making a plan now so the two of you know you can look forward to relief. All right. So Marie, I didn't say it right, Marie. Marie Nodig is a (laughs) healing arts medical intuitive energy practitioner. She's the author of The Body Within. And she wants to educate us with the fact that self-healing comes from a place deep inside us that we can create awareness of the behaviors and the outside forces that drain us or limit our ability to heal. So right now, welcome to the show, Marie Nodig. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, Marie, tell us a bit about how you got interested in the body within and how you became a medical intuitive? Pretty much through my own healing. I had some adversity in life, and I ended up in a position where I had a paralyzed shoulder, and I had lost my right side, and I wasn't sure which direction my life was heading. And I met um, a physical therapist who was amazing, and she taught me some integrative therapy, which was energy-type medicine, which I had never heard of. And the more I worked with her, the more I started to sense and see things inside myself. And the next thing you know, I started really starting to self-heal myself. And over time, it just kept multiplying where I started working on my clients as a personal trainer. Now, back up for one minute. Back up for one minute. Because you use some words that people may not be familiar with. When you say you worked with a physical therapist who taught you some energy healing techniques, what does that mean? What's an energy healing technique? It's integrative manual therapy, it's called, and somehow they have an energetic way that they map the body, and then they can understand which part of your body needs healing before the other part can heal, 
and they have a technique that they use. It's a clinic in Connecticut that it's well, out not of. Not so much about where it is, but what is it? Yeah. So people understand what you're talking about? It's more just um, an energetic mapping, like the, the practitioner becomes intuitive and they can sense some vibrations off your body and how the energy changes when they look for certain things. And then they can find certain areas that need to heal first before other areas can so heal. So for those people who are sitting there going, energy and vibrations in the body, what are you talking about? What would you say to them? <laughs> Everybody feels them. They just don't know it. It's the same thing as if you walk into a room and someone's upset and you can feel that they're upset before they even open their mouth. Or when You're talking really about ha- that whole thing where we used to say good vibes, bad vibes. Yes, that person is absolutely. putting out some seriously bad vibes. <laughs> Get me out of here. Absolutely. And the body will put off these vibes even from a healing sense versus just an emotional sense. So uh-huh. it's just it's just a sensitivity and being able to read those versus the happier sad. Okay, so what you're saying is that our body is made of energy. Now, you guys have heard this before, I think. Let me just say the three laws of quantum physics. Number one, everything is energy. Number two, all energy is connected. Number three, all energy is magnetic. So, Marie, I think you're right in the middle somewhere of those first three laws of quantum physics and how those apply to the body. So if someone who's listening, for example, is dealing with an illness or an injury, say something like your paralyzed shoulder, what would be the first thing you would want them to know? I would want them to first start to really quiet themselves and really start to get in touch with themselves at the end of every day and start asking to see what they need to see on a daily basis. And all of a sudden, the more you pay attention to your body, the more awareness you're going to gain on what things in your life are draining you that are stopping you from healing the shoulder. So it may be something... That's that's an interesting thing, because I think for most people, the hardest thing is going to be just stopping and listening to the body. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I may be just speaking for myself... But I'm just saying, you know, rushing around all day, one thing to the next, we yeah. we actually have to make a little appointment. Now, so I, I recommend appointment with my body. What, what do I do? I what are you recommending? I recommend just take 20 minutes before bed because everybody goes to bed. So you got mm-hmm. 20 minutes you take before bed and you just lay down on the floor and you put some quiet music on and you do some breathing and you just start stretching and you start to understand. Is one leg tighter than the other? Is one hip tighter than the other? Is one shoulder? And, you know, and you really start to understand. And every day that you stretch, you start to become more aware of what's off and what's not. And the more you start to pay attention to your body, the more it starts to talk to you. And you start to become aware of those things. So then when you go to do something, you're going to get that sense that you're draining yourself. So, and you're going to know. So hold on a sec, because you're, you're moving faster than I, I can keep up with you. What okay. you're saying is the stretching is a way. Now, stretching is good for the body no matter what. So everybody really right. should stretch at the end of the day. We were in India. I was leading a retreat over there. And the guy teaching our yoga class said to me, you know, in India, the reason we have yoga and was created was so that people can be in touch with their body and let go of the day. Right. So we want to do Absolutely. some yoga, some stretching, something like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. All right, so after we do it, now this is the part I want you to dig into a little bit, Marie. You said 
the body will start talking to us. How does the body talk? How do we get the messages from the body? You can easily just lay there and just put, like, the first technique I teach people when they come to see me and they're on my table is just to lay quietly and see, like, yourself standing in front of yourself in your mind's eye. So you close your eyes and you vision yourself standing in front of yourself. And then you ask to see what you need to see, and you see if you're highlighted to any one piece on your, whether it's your arm or your shoulder or your knee, and you you will show yourself where you believe it or not. It sounds kind of silly, but you will actually start to show yourself where you're off and where your body needs attention. And then from there, you just take it to the next step. If it's your shoulder, you just lay your hands on your own shoulder and you just start to massage it and see what happens. And then it starts to cascade through your body where you start to get to know yourself on what's tight and what's not and how you can self-heal. So we stand in front of the mirror. Now, we've done our stretching. And no, no, no. You just lay there with your eyes closed. Just lay oh. there with your eyes closed. Okay. And you put in a, a, a fake you, kind of like an energy body of you. You just picture yourself standing in front of yourself. That's all you do. You just close your eyes and picture yourself standing in front of yourself. And you ask to see what you need to see. And somehow your body will awaken enough to either alert you inside your body where you'll feel or sense something, or you'll actually see your energy body in front of yourself and you'll be highlighted to what you need to work on. I know it sounds kind of odd, but... Did I lose you? I think that anything that we can learn that's going to help us be in touch with our bodies is good because we're talking about love, everybody. And if you don't have a body, it's hard to experience all the facets of love. And it doesn't matter what kind of body you're in. You need to be in touch with the body. So we're going to lie there and see ourselves standing in front of ourselves I'm still going to do some stretching, Marie. Okay, we got to get the stretching in, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, get the stretching in. And then we're going to project this picture, and we're going to ask. We're going to ask the body, show me what it is I need to see so I can check in. And then this is where don't we have to have some element of trust that what yes. we're seeing or yes. what we're picking up is, is the message that it's real? And that's why it takes practice. The more you do it, the more you start to recognize that it is real. I'm not crazy. I did see that it was my elbow, or I did see that it was my knee. And the more you do that, then you can take it to the next step, and you can start to become more aware of your surroundings, too, that are influencing your life every day and throwing you out of balance. Now, how do we get from we're now getting the message from the body, something's going on, it's my elbow, it's my knee, how do we figure out that it's this thing versus that thing that's throwing me off? How do we actually do that? That takes practice. And it takes, again, if you're seeing that it's your elbow and you go to try to do some stretching, say like a downward dog and you're doing yoga, you're going to know that that elbow is maybe not the problem now. It's going to be coming from your shoulder. And you just start to assess your body and you start to understand it. So if it is a real issue and you go somewhere to talk to somebody about it, you have a better understanding of what's going on. You just start to learn what's happening with your body. Okay, so that was my next question. 
is once we figure out, hey, something's going on with my knee, my elbow, whatever it is, God forbid, what do I do with it? What do I do with this information? Right, and it depends. It depends if you just need to massage it because it's just stress from work that you worked hard all day and you're a cashier and your elbow is really tight and you need to really massage it so it's loose like the other side so you're not getting accumulative trauma down the road. Things like that. Or it could be there's a real problem. But you would probably know more of the real problem before you would have to self-assess. So. Okay, I didn't understand that last thing. So if you had a real elbow problem, you it would hurt more so that you wouldn't see it like when you're laying at night relaxing, you would already know it hurts. All right. So you might get a warning sign before, but if you're checking in every night, your body could give you a warning sign before it hurts, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's okay, so the key. traditional medicine definitely does not go down this road. No. You know, it does you not. get treatment, you get recommendations, you went through a lot of health challenges as a child Did you experience the traditional medical approach first? I did. I did. I still counsel people that use both the Western model and the alternative model, and both of them seem to be missing us. They're missing you. They don't put you in the driver's seat. So my goal is to get people to start taking more control and understanding their bodies before they even go to either practitioner so they have more control when they're there. Now, see, that's one of the biggest issues because most of us don't go to any practitioner unless something's already off. Right. Hmm. Right. Now, in your experience with traditional treatments, traditional recommendations, you said they didn't bring you health, that there was a very limited outcome presented to you when you were younger so that's how you ended up with this practitioner you told us about. Yes. Yes. All right. So one of the things that's very big right now for most of us is we believe in supplements. And you say that there's such a thing as supplement overload and there's such a thing as supplement addiction. Talk to us about this. I work with a lot of clients that take, so many herbs and supplements together that their body gets very confused and then it doesn't know how to heal anymore because we've gone from going from taking a B and a C and a D to all of a sudden having them target our adrenals, target our spleen, target our pituitary. So when you take a supplement and it targets something, it takes all your body's energy to go where it targets instead of if it needs to fix your liver first and you're taking something for your spleen, it gets very confusing for the body. So I see people's energy go to a slow crawl and then they can't heal anymore because their body's confused because they're taking too many combinations. Now what about the people who don't take any supplements? Because there are plenty of people who don't believe they need to take vitamins or minerals. It depends on their diet. You know, some people can get most of their nutrition from their food if they're very, very good how they eat and they're very self-disciplined. Other people, their body is somewhat depleted. I'm not saying that supplements are bad. I'm saying that people need to be more aware of when they put them in their body, is it really doing what it's supposed to do? So again, if you're more aware of how your body feels every day and you add a new supplement, you're going to know if it's doing right by you or if it's slowing you down. Hmm. See, I'm over here on the end of the spectrum where I'm always trying to convince people they need a full-spectrum vitamin and mineral supplement made from real food 
because yep. a lot of the research I've looked at says that the food is denatured, that we're not getting all the same levels of vitamins and minerals. What are your thoughts on that? I I think to a point it is, but our body is very good at adapting to what we eat. So mm-hmm. I believe you're right with the full spectrum because that all that stuff is what I call the supporting cast. So the vitamins and minerals support your body into healing and making any changes that it needs to make. I'm talking more about the targeted supplements, the ones that, yeah. Let's get this out here because it's really nice to have somebody with your expertise make recommendations. You're saying, yes, let's get the supporting cast. Yeah, that's what I call it, yeah. Vitamins, I like that. I like that a lot. Vitamins and minerals. And then what about things, like you said, I'm going through my own supplement basket here, like omega-3, what about lecithin, what about those? Omega-3 is a supporting cast. That is supporting cast. Okay, lecithin. I think that that confuses the body a little from what I've seen with my my clients as a whole because it depends on why they're taking it. There's a lot of reasons Uh people take it. Uh Uh-huh. So, so that I one take it, it, okay, you're going to have to answer my question because I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, am I confusing my body <laughs> with my lecithin? Okay, so here's my question. I take it because I was told it helps to sustain the integrity of the membranes in the nervous system so that we get good, strong, I will get, everybody else I hope, will get good, strong conductivity of impulses along the nerves. Now, this is important to me because my mom just passed away from a long illness that included dementia. So I want my brain to be really healthy. Understandably, totally understandable. I guess for me, how do you feel when you take it? Do you feel that your body is very happy on it? You know how... People will do muscle testing. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Very, so very. some some people might do really well on the lecithin because that's what their body needs to support the nervous okay, system. Okay, so I should another. muscle test my lecithin, and maybe everybody else should muscle test also. And to learn more about muscle testing, is that something that's in your book, The Body Within, that people could learn to do their own muscle testing? That one is not, no. Okay, so guys, let me give you a tip. Go online, and you'll find a lot of websites that will show you how to do your own muscle testing or how to have somebody else help you do it. And I think it's a really valuable tool. And I hadn't thought of muscle testing my lecithin, but you know what, Marie, now that you pointed it out, I'm going to do it. So tell, tell me, is there anything else that you believe is in that broad spectrum, this is a supporting cast, and everyone should take this um, or anything we haven't talked about. D is a supporting cast as long as you get your levels checked because I see so many people taking too much D, and then that slows them down. So there's a balance. Everything has a balance. Okay, C vitamin is a supporting D, but wouldn't that be in a good full-spectrum vitamin mineral? Um, I guess it depends on which one you're taking. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure. I live in New England, so 2,000 oh. a day is, is the norm. Yeah, how many so thousand? a lot of them, 2,000. 2,000, yeah, lot. because you guys yeah. aren't getting as much sunshine as we get out here no. in California. No, so you're going to be in a different situation. Okay. So people, if you live in a low-light area, 
check out getting 2,000, it's 2,000 K of your vitamin D. Got that, everybody? I think okay, it's now 2,000 IUs. IU, sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was thinking of something completely different. <laughs> no, that's All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Do not take 2000K. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking 2K as in 2000. All right. So, what are the common maladies that you're seeing people show up with today? What are what are the things that we modern people seem to be plagued with today? I find a lot of by the time people come to my door, they've been through Western medicine and they've been through alternative medicine and nobody's helped them. And they have a lot of chronic pain. They have a lot of toxicity. Um, and nobody can seem to find out what's going on. I find a lot of times it has to do with the body shut down over time because one injury has piled over the another and then the body gets very confused so then it can no longer detox the gait patterns are off so your economy of movement is very now what's a gait pattern like when you walk when you when you take a step it shouldn't cost you any energy because the body is propelled by movement and every time you have an injury it puts a little wrench in that movement so now you have to lift your leg and move it and what happens over time is people get so many injuries and the body rewires so many times, go back to the nervous system, that it's a struggle for them to walk across the floor and their body gets very tired. Uh-huh. So think about, yeah, and think about when you detox your organs, okay? Your organs are all like sponges and they kind of squish when you walk and your abs contract and squish your organs when you walk. And that's a natural detox process. But if you lose your gait pattern, your economy of movement when you're walking, your arms don't swing, your abs don't squeeze, and you don't detox. So oh, that, that makes... is interesting. I never knew that when we walked, we were detoxing the body. That's the nat- most natural wow. way. Yeah, that is the most natural way for the body to detox. That is and fascinating. I, so I find a lot of people do not detox because they've lost the gait pattern, and that's where all these illnesses and these chronic autoimmune things come from because they can no longer purge and then their body just gets an overload and then they'll go to an alternative practitioner. They'll start detoxing their body and they'll get sick because they still can't eliminate it. They're just stirring it all up in there. So then they become toxic on that. Okay, so what should we do? What should we do then to deal with toxicity if for some reason there's an injury or there's some reason that you can't get a good gait pattern? You know, the best thing to do is lay on your back, bend your knees, and then a small squeeze your abs, and then a small movement, drop your legs right to left, and just get your body to turn like a little washing machine inside your abs. Hmm. All right, everybody, write that down. This is <laughs> some good fun. intel here, Marie, good intel. I love it. Now, we're all about love here at Modern Love Radio. What does all of this being healthy and your gait pattern and detoxing and supplementation, what does it have to do with love? How can any of this help us in our love lives? Because if you don't feel good, you don't feel sexy. If you don't feel good, you don't have a sex drive. If your body is just not, you know how it feels the minute you go for a run and you come back and you just have all that energy. If people can't do that, they just don't feel good. There's no there's no drive in them. There's no your hormones, your body's so exhausted the last thing it wants to do is have sex. 
Wow. Okay, quickly, I'm going to take one last question, and then, Marie, I'm coming right back to you. Dear Dr. Brenda, my 9-year-old niece asked her mother what kind of makeup would cover her freckles. Oh, it made me want to cry. She's also been begging her mother to let her dye her brunette hair blonde like another little girl at school. How can we convince her she's perfect as she is? You know what? Caring aunt, I am so glad that you reached out and that you are showing your caring by asking for advice. One of the things that helps, and this may seem like a strange, but it's very simple, is make sure that you have dolls and toys in your home that actually look like this little girl. If you're buying her blonde dolls, she's sunk. She's going to think they're more beautiful. Point out to her other little girls who may be in films, on television, in books, uh, dolls, and say, oh, they're so lucky. They're so lucky. They have beautiful brunette hair. Look how it catches the light. And right away start to teach her that when she looks in the mirror, what she says to herself is very important. Now, somebody somewhere is telling her or showing her she's not good enough. I think a little conversation with her mom and dad is also in order. And you want to check if there's some trauma that may have happened because often young children who are traumatized, internalized, I know I did, I'm not good enough, I'm ugly, I'm stupid, or something like that. So stay on the case, carrying on. Thanks so much for writing to us. So, Marie, back to you. What's your final word of advice for us? We have only a minute left. Start really thinking about taking time for yourself and bringing your life into balance because that's the best thing you can do to age gracefully. And when you say balance, what do you mean? means that you check in with your body, mind, and spirit every day and make sure that you're not in overdrive in any category. And if you are, what do you need to do to bring it back in check? All right, everybody. Our guest tonight is Marie Notig. She has written the book, Your Body Within, and her first chapter of that book. Give us that title, Marie. The Missing the, Piece to Health and Aging Gracefully. The Missing the Piece to health and aging gracefully, your body within. And her website is www.marienotig, and that's K-N-O-E-T-I-G, marienotig.com. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight, Marie, and thank you to our executive producer, LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers, go get that body in balance so that you feel sexier than ever. Till next week, see you then. Blessings.